Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Josh Peck here. I got some announcements, and then we're going to get into not really a Bible study exactly, but um, I'm going to read a verse, and then I'm going to I want to talk about some things. And I, I think this is actually something we can all benefit from, and we all should be doing to encourage each other. I know a lot of you have been having some really rough times lately, especially the past couple of years. It seems like the whole world is. Um, and it's tough to get through. It, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> so I want to talk about some of that today. First, some updates real quick. Um, big thank you to all the hosts here at Daily Renegade for uh, for keeping content coming. Uh, I know you haven't heard as much from me. I'm hoping that that'll change. Every year I go through three or four seasons, two or three seasons, uh, where... There's a lot of other ministry work to do, and I have to uh, I, I, I have to take take a break from Daily Renegade for a little bit. So, um, and that's part of the update. That's part of the announcement. So, I actually have a new film coming out called Ragnarok: Humanity's Last Stand. Uh, we recently filmed episodes for it uh, at Skywatch TV. So. Um, I don't know exactly when those are going to air, but I know it's soon. And like we do with all of my movies when we when, when I put one out, this will be my third one now. Uh, well, technically fourth, because I have a short little six-minute thing that I did. But um, uh, as we do, we, we show clips from the movie in the episodes. So skywatchtv.com, or you can even better get the app. Get the app. Um, just go to Google Play or where, wherever you get apps and type in Skywatch TV, and uh, it'll... It'll come up. You can get that for your TV, phone, uh, pretty much anything. And uh, the episodes, whenever they do air, uh, they'll be on there. So the movie, if you've read Tom Horn's books, uh, The Messenger and The, Worm, the, the Wormwood Prophecy, <laughs> um, if you've read those books, and if you especially if you enjoyed them, then you're going to love this movie. So Ragnarok is based on those two books. Uh, it's about... What does science, history, and prophecy say about asteroid impacts? Um, the, the the Wormwood prophecy in Revelation is that a is that an asteroid? Is it an angel? What is it? So we we get into a lot of really cool areas, and th this by far was the most fun uh, I've had doing a movie. Like th there there were days where it definitely felt like work because you, you know. When you, so I'm an independent filmmaker, so I do all the editing, all the interviews. I mean, I, I, I do. I don't want to say I do everything, but but you know what I mean. It's it's. It, I don't I don't have a team that I that I hire or I don't work with like a film crew or anything. Like I I, I do it. So there are days where there's you know, 12, 13, four, 14 hour long editing days, uh, which actually can be, can be kind of fun. Um, any of you editors out there, vi video editors, you probably have this happen as well. When you get into editing mode and time just kind of flies by and you realize, oh, it's been five hours. I got to use the bathroom, you know, uh, that kind of thing happens quite a bit. So even when there are grueling days, it's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> so, um, so, I just finished that. Um, that that is out there. I'm I'm. I don't know exactly when the movie is going to be released, uh, but it it should be soon. Just keep your eyes on Skywatch TV, and and uh, we'll we'll have something over there for you. Uh, so that that's an update. That's what I've been working on mainly the past couple of months. That's why there hasn't been as many videos. Um, also, just some. Not 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 necessarily bad or anything, but just so, some personal stuff in my life in 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 the the life of the pecs, the peck household, uh, and actually I I do want to talk about some of that stuff, um, but before that, I don't know for sure when I'm going to get back to regular videos. 
uh, because right now, um, the other hosts, you know, they'll do videos and they do their own videos, but they, they send it to me. Um, right now I'm the, the, the only one like up, like, up, well, Brian, Brian Melvin will upload to YouTube for me, but the actual website right now, it's just me. I don't have anybody to run that for me. If there is anybody out there that would like to help that that would be really cool actually somebody did email me offering that I, i'll have to if you're watching i'll have to email you back i did see your email uh, i'm not i haven't ignored it um but anyway so what that means is when a video comes in you know i gotta upload it to youtube rumble the daily renegade website put an audio version audio only version on blog talk um and make the thumbnail and write the description. I mean, all, all, all of it. So that takes a lot of time that I, I don't exactly have. Um, so I apologize for the, 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 the lack of new videos from me. But again, I want to give a very big thank you to the other hosts that are still continuing to make videos. So if you, if you get a subscription to Daily Renegade, you're still going to get a lot of stuff. There's a ton of stuff on there. There's even like free documentaries that I've done and stuff that I've never made like available. Like you can't buy it on a disc. You can only get it at uh, Daily Renegade by being a member. Um, so I did a, a movie on there uh, called What Comes Next. And that, that was about the uh, Israeli, the, the Abrahamic peace accords and what that might mean prophetically. But also a big portion of it, pretty much all of it, has to do with UFOs, which is weird, isn't it? You'll have to watch the movie to see how that connects. But there is actually a connection there, um, I, I, I think. Now, I, I lay out the evidence in the film. I, I could be wrong, but, um, but it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so that's on there, and uh, Mike Stibbs has some movies on there too for free. But you can go to dailyrenegade.com and even just get a free trial. I think a couple of the movies you can't get unless you're a paying member, but um, a lot for a free trial, most of the content, like 99% of the content on Daily Renegade, you'll be able to get. Uh, so you get a week, and you get seven days to try it out, and if you like it, you can sign up. If not, that's okay. We won't ever know about it anyway. So, <laughs> so, uh, but if you if you're blessed by it, hope you are uh, consider getting um, a subscription. So, uh, like I mentioned, also part of it also is is some personal stuff that I'm going to get into, and I don't mean personal like I'm embarrassed to talk about it. Just personal, as in things in the back household. A, a lot of it has to do with our son Nathan. Uh, who is in remission, uh, but, he, you know, for, for those who are brand new, uh, my son, Nathan, who's five at the time, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, T-cell leukemia, uh, cancer, and he, so the three years after that were pretty rough, but he got through it, he's fine, but he does have, he does have some lingering health issues just from the chemotherapy and stuff, so... We're working with some holistic doctors in our area to to help help his body kind of detox all of the chemo and all the medicine that that he needed to kill the cancer. Um, so we're going through that. That that does take a lot of time, but he's handling it great. He's doing really really well. Um, so for all of you praying for him, thank you so much. Please continue to pray for him. Um, it has a lot, it, that's a lot to do with it. Also, I've, I've had some stuff in my own personal life that I, I, I'll, I'll get into. Um, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up is, you know, a verse, uh, a Bible verse came, I was watching some sermon videos and stuff. And one, one of the guys I was watching, actually a good friend of mine, Mike Winger, you should go check out his channel. Uh, if you haven't already, he is awesome. I, I don't, I, I could never run out of good things to say about uh, him and his ministry and the way he teaches. Uh, but I was watching one of his videos and he, he actually was talking about, uh, he, well, he mentioned second Corinthians 12, nine, which I, I'll, I'll just read that. And he said to me, you know, uh, talking to Paul here, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so God is saying that to Paul, because Paul's, he's, he's got some problems, you know, he's asking God to take care of it. Uh, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So then Paul says, 
Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, I... And honestly, I don't remember what the context was, why Mike uh, brought brought that up, or what the video was, or because I, I, when I get in my Mike Winger modes, I'll watch like ten videos back to back, like me, me and my wife Christina will, um, and I do that with other guys too, like uh, Dr. Andy Woods and Ken Johnson and people like that. So, um, or Andy Woods, Dr. Ken Johnson, are they both doctors? Anyway, but. Um, I, so I don't remember what, what the exact video was, but it made me think, you know what? I, I have infirmities, and I don't ever boast about those, but I should. When, when I first started in ministry, um, I was trying to get just any kind of interview that I, I, I could get. You know, when, when, when you're just starting out, nobody knows who you are, so you got to try to get out there and, and, you know, you take any interview you can get at first. Uh, so I was doing that, and... Um, a lot of times in those, in those first interviews, people just kind of want to know who you are. So they would ask me questions about like my past and my childhood and stuff like that. And, um, so one thing that would come up is I, I, I have a rare bone disease called Trevor's disease. It's, I don't, I don't even think there's anybody else in the country that has it. I think there's a couple, like I've read, uh, case studies of some few kids maybe in India, but it's a really, really like one in a million rare kind of disease. Um, and so I, I, when I would talk about that at that time, I, I didn't really like talking about it because I don't, I, I don't, if you ask anybody that knows me, I almost never talk about this. And it's not because I'm embarrassed or I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to put an unsolvable problem onto somebody else that they now have to think about and feel sorry for me. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> so I don't really talk about it. But Hearing that verse, I thought, you, you know, there's a whole other side to this. It's not just talking about the bad things. Like, we can boast in this stuff. Like, not because not we're so great, but because we're so terrible and Jesus is so great. So we can actually boast about that. And I realized, like, I have never really done that. I haven't done any videos on that. And there's, I, I, I'm sure I've been through things that people can relate to and pr would probably help just knowing that somebody else is out there that's gone through it. So um, I wanted to talk about that, but not, and I cannot stress this enough, not in a feel sorry for me. I am glad. I am very happy. Every bad thing that has happened to me, I'm glad it has because it brought me here and I, I, I love Jesus. I'm, I get to have eternal life. I, so the, the bad stuff that's happened, like well, like Paul says, it's not even worthy to be compared uh, to, to, to what we get next. So it's a pet paraphrase. It's not the exact phrase. But um, so, uh, so what I want to do in this video, more than just talk about like me or my life, I want to I talk about how Christ brought me through this stuff, like what Jesus did in these situations. Um, you know, and especially in the situations where I was just feeling sorry for myself and, and just like just pitying myself and uh, anybody that's ever had anything bad happen, you know, you know what that's like. Everybody does that from time to time. We shouldn't do it, but what we do. Uh, so, like I said before, I've never really done this. I, I actually purposely went into this video with no notes, no I'm just speaking off the cuff because this is this is how this is how I talk. I stutter a lot. That's part of it. Uh, I stammer a, a lot. I'm probably difficult to listen to sometimes because of that. Usually, I try to edit that out. Um, sometimes I just don't have time to, but I try to edit it out if I can. Uh, but I'm not going to do that this time. Um, and I don't have any notes, and I don't have any anything. Uh, just the one verse and how Jesus has helped me out throughout my life. Um. So again, I want to I want to read that just one more time so we get it so we can really get it. He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." And you know, I thought about that. That's the first half, and then Paul says, "Therefore, most gladly, I, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me." My strength is made perfect in weakness. The, the strength of God is made perfect in our weakness. And so I thought about that and I thought, you know, if I didn't have the bone disease, if I didn't have anything wrong with me, like I was just 
like like just strong, like healthy, just everything was great. Would God have been able to use me in the ways that he's using me now? And I'm not saying this for me. I'm saying like, I mean, for me too, but you should be asking yourself this. If, you, if you're going through physical elements or um, if you have abuse in your past or just, just anything, anything like that, you know, think, could God have used me or, or even would I have appreciated God as much had I not gone through that? So if I didn't have the bone, there's so much stuff that came from the bone disease that where I, I had like no, like I had to rely on God. Um, and there, there have been, even been things in my own life, in my, in my past that I did to myself that I had to rely on God to, to get through. Many of you know, I used, I used to be a drug addict a long time ago. Um, not anymore, praise Jesus. But but this is one of those boasting things. Um, I, I was so bad in that. Uh, for for me, it was narcotics. It was pills, basically Vicodin and pain, any painkiller, which I got hooked on because of the bone disease. I was prescribed it, so I was legally allowed to have it. You know, by, by the standards of the world, I was doing nothing wrong. But I absolutely was doing something wrong. And, and it's not. I'm not saying that if you if you need painkillers and you're taking them for a legit reason, then then I'm not saying stop taking them. I'm just. I'm not advising in one way or another on that. That's between you and God. But for me, uh, yes, I was in pain, but I wasn't really taking it to treat the pain. I was taking it for the high. I liked the high. Um, so, and I, I did that for years. I, I, I am 99.99999% sure I would be dead right now if I didn't have Jesus helping me through that. Um, and it did. It took years. But Jesus is patient. God is patient with us. God is more patient with us than we are with each other many times. Um, a, a lot of my addiction problem was kind of in secret, so my family didn't really know. And so I didn't really get hounded about it, but it's because I kept it to myself. Um, the only people that knew were the people that I was doing drugs with. So, uh, But I reached a point... I had a big wake-up call where, let's see, how long ago would have this, I wasn't in ministry yet. I had just, I was, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was still in, yeah, I was still in New Age, definitely still in New Age. Um, anyway, well, I was so, des this, this is how bad I am, like, this is, this is how, uh, like Josh Peck on his own is not what you see. <laughs> Josh Peck on his own without Jesus is, is a, a terrible person. Uh, I actually went to a drug dealer's house that I'd never been to before, did not know. And uh, our, our first kid was, was like just born. And uh, I, she, she was in the back seat and I, went to the drug dealer's house to buy pills. I actually, like, I, I brought my daughter to a drug dealer. I didn't bring her in, but, but still. I am exceedingly embarrassed about that. The only reason I bring it up, because for one thing, that was a wake-up call. After I got home and sobered up, I thought about what I had done, and then I thought about how I grew up, how my dad was to me, uh, which I can talk about a little bit too. And I, I, I didn't want to be like that. The, the difference was um, my dad didn't get that wake-up call. <laughs> or or if God tried to give it to him, he didn't listen. Like, my dad's not a Christian. I have no relationship with him whatsoever. And that's not even all my choice. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with me either. Uh, but um, I kind of had this moment, this wake-up call. What what did I just do? I just took my, my brand-new, just-born baby daughter to a drug dealer's house, yeah, parked outside, but still, uh, that, I did, that I'd never been to, I didn't know. I mean, that, that's so irresponsible and dangerous just so I could get pills. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing that up is to show you how good Jesus is, because that's Josh Peck. <laughs> that is the stupid kind of thing Josh Peck without Jesus does and doesn't realize how bad it is. Um, but praise be to God, he 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 did he, he he convicted me over that. Like I I still like 
I, I know God has forgiven me and everything, but like, I, I still like, I don't even really like talking about it. Cause it's just embarrassing. It's just, it's just awful. Uh, but, um, after that wake up call though, I realized I, I can't be like, I just can't be like my dad. I, I can't. And especially if I'm um, wanting to have any kind of, you know, life with, you know, my, my wife and maybe more kids and, you know, how, cause at the time we were living in this little tiny trailer, I, I just, I, I had like hopes for the future, but I thought like, if I don't stop, I'm going to die before any of that even can happen. My daughter's going to have to grow up fatherless it's bad enough that at the time, you know, I, I was thinking this at the time, it's bad enough she's got a, she's got a dad who's a drug addict, you know, I, I should be able to do something about that. So it took a long, it took, it took a while, but, um, uh, it, it took a while for God to get that through to me. What I mean, like th this wake up call wasn't my first one. I, I, I had years of wake up calls before that, that, I'd kind of listen to and then sort of try to quit and then I'd go back to it and over and over and over again. Uh, but th this time, and I, I don't know why this time was different than all the other times, uh, but this time it was, it was just, I, I have to stop. Uh, I quit cold turkey. Now I would, it wasn't just Vicodin. It was, I was taking 80 milligram oxycodones. Uh, I would get a prescription of those. I was supposed to take like one a day or something, but I'd take like three or four. Uh, and I wouldn't just swallow them. I would snort them and stuff. It, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, so I, I just stopped cold Turkey, which I didn't know at the time how dangerous that is. <laughs> if you find yourself in this position, I, I, I guess you're not supposed to stop cold Turkey cause that could kill you. I didn't know that, but for well, for a week, but especially for the first three days, I felt like I was going to die. I mean, it was horrible, but you know what? I, I, I deserved far worse than any pain I went through, through, through the withdrawals. But not only that, I learned a lot through that. I learned how merciful God is, even though I'm, I'm, he didn't take my pain away, right? I prayed for him too, <laughs> but he didn't. He let me feel that I needed to, I, I really needed to feel like this is what sin does. This is what sin causes. Um, but God was merciful. He didn't let me die. Uh, uh, so after three days, the, the worst of it was over, but it, I, I didn't really, I didn't feel right for maybe a couple of months, but like the, 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 it took about a week before I could really start functioning like in society and stuff again. So it was pretty rough. Um, but so that's, that's one of my weaknesses, but I don't have that weakness right now. Like I, I don't have that anymore. I, I have no desire or motivation towards painkillers. And that's a good thing because, um, with Nathan having cancer, we've obviously had a ton of, uh, painkillers in the house. And if I was still an addict, I mean, who know, who knows what I would have done? Yeah, you know, it just it would it would just been really bad. But God goes before us in time. He he sees what's coming. He knows what's coming. He's already there and he's preparing the way for us. So, uh, so God was patient with me through that. But through that through that patience, like it it it, it finally stuck. It finally stuck. I finally quit for good. Like for good for good. Uh, the true test of, of that was um, uh, after that, I, I had a, a hip replacement surgery and I had a knee surgery where I, I had to take, I, I guess I didn't have to, but they prescribed me Vicodin for the pain. And I just took them as normally and I didn't have any compulsion whatsoever to, to uh, abuse the medication, to take more than I was supposed to. Uh, once the medication was done, I still had one refill, but I didn't even bother to refill it because I, by then I was in... I wasn't in so much pain. I was able to handle it on my own, um, after that. So, uh, so there was a lot of things that came up where it's like, I know like Jesus, this is you. Cause I can't do this on my own. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to be strong enough on my own to actually quit. I, I would have at the time I would have rather died. I, that, and that was a big part of it too. I was, I had depression. Uh, depression is something that, you know, I've been dealing with really my whole life uh, up, up until 
up until like like recently. Like now I don't I don't like I'm not depressed now. Um, I still have some lingering like PTSD issues. That's a lot of the stuttering and sometimes I have to like stop and think like okay where where am I at in the conversation? What do I want to say next? So, so sometimes you'll see me just kind of pause for a second. Like that's all part of it. Um, so that's an example of something that I, I the, the pills that I, I did to myself, right? So even when even when our infirmities are because of our ourselves, um, up to a point. I mean, God is patient with us, but if if it's clear we're just not going to change, I mean, he, he's not going to do that. I mean, th if you're if you're a parent, if if your kid keeps making the same mistake over and over again. You'll deal with it for a while and you'll keep reminding him, you know, you'll do it for a while because it takes a lot to, to, to get to the point where you just don't want that, like for real, don't want the kid in the house anymore. Um, I don't mean like, oh, I just want this kid out of the house, you know, not, not like that, but like legit, there needs to be a, a, a breaking of family here because my, you know, whatever situation you want, but, uh, I think God is like that with us too. He'll be really patient, but we, we are family, you know, we're, he's our dad. We're, we're, we're his kids. If, if you're a Christian, um, he'll be patient, but he, he's not just going to be patient like forever. And, and through his patience for your good, he'll make you uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's actually a good thing to pray for. I know that's something that we don't want to pray for, but seriously, it is a good thing to pray for Lord. If there is any sin in my life, bug me about it, like bother me, make me really uncomfortable with it. So I'll stop. Cause what's the ultimate goal? We don't want to sin, right? We don't want to, we, of course we're going to, we know that we're not perfect, but we, we don't, we don't want to, we, we shouldn't want to. So, um, so those kind of prayers can help. But so even, even in something I, I was doing to myself, my, I hope, you know, it, through, through my weakness there, that Jesus's strength was made perfect because I, I can tell you guys like that was all Jesus. I would not have quit on my own. I knew I needed to, but so a big part of this decision that I made to, to, to quit taking pills years and years and years ago was thinking about my dad. Now, now I think today, if I had grown up with like a really good, good family structure, like a great dad, great mom, just every, everything, um, I, would I have still gotten into pills? The answer is yes. Because uh, I, I remember when it started. I um, When I was 16, I had all four of my wisdom teeth pulled for some reason. The dentist said that I needed to do it. So, uh, But they prescribed me Vicodin for that, and that was the first time I ever had it, 16. And I was hooked immediately, uh, immediately. So, yes, I still would have taken pills. I still would have got hooked on them. Would I have made the decision, if I had a really great dad, would I have made the decision to stop taking them uh, because I didn't want Jackie to have to grow up with a horrible father. I, I don't know that I would have made that decision. I, I think if I didn't have the type of childhood I had, I, I think, I, think I, I probably would have just kept taking pills and I would have died. I, I, I think that's probably what would have happened. So let's, go, let's give an example then. That's, that's an example of a, a weakness that I caused. What about something I didn't cause? Like, so, and the only reason I'm talking about me is because I don't know your story. So I'm hoping that for you, this helps you and that uh, you can relate to this in some way or, or it encourages you or the thing, the thing about our weaknesses and the thing, like all the bad stuff that has happened to us, we are allowed to boast about that, boast on Christ, you know, not on us. Like, look, look what I did. Look what I made it through. No, wrong attitude. No, be grateful. Uh, be grateful because Christ brought you through that and you learned something and you're probably better for it. Um, now, of course, there's a million different things that can happen. So I don't, I don't mean to make just a blanket statement about every single bad thing, you know, of course, because there are things that are just senseless and they just happen and they're bad and that's all there is to it. That, that, that kind of thing can happen. But, but again, God can work things together for good. So uh, I, I was, I was, I was born into a really abusive really abusive house. Um, I, one of my, one of my earliest memories as a kid is, uh, my mom and dad talking in the kitchen. My mom said something and my dad just like, just knocked her, like just beat her right in the face. 
Uh, and I remember like playing in the living room and I was maybe three, I, uh, four, you know, I was really young. I don't know exactly how old I was, but that's one of my earliest memories. Um, so, uh, my, you know, even more than that, my, my mom, my mom was a Christian. My mom's passed away now. My dad's still alive, but my mom's passed away. Now. She, she was a Christian. She just didn't have really, really strong theology. And she, she, when I was born, she was kind of going through her rebellious stage, I guess. So, you know, she was, her, her and my dad would mess around with Ouija boards. And there's a lot of weird spiritual stuff that happened too that I won't talk about. Cause at least not in this video, cause it just doesn't apply to what we're talking about here. Um, but, but there, there was a lot of abuse. So I, I was a witness to it. Um, uh, I, I myself, I myself was physically abused, not by my dad, surprisingly enough, but, uh, at least not that I can remember. Here's the other thing too. There, there's chunks of my childhood, years that I just don't remember. So who knows, but I don't remember any, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think my dad ever physically abused me. He punched me in the arm once, but that was more of a I, I was older and that, that, that I, 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 at least that, I don't consider that an, as an abuse. He actually did. He did grab me by the neck, but, but, um, all that aside, uh, but I, I don't want to, I, I still have members of my family that are still alive that I don't want to embarrass by saying too much. My mom is passed away, but, but I did, I did go through, uh, some physical abuse at the hands of my mom, actually quite a bit. Um, like I got scars on my head and stuff from, from her rings. She'd wear these big, huge, like <laughs> kind of gaudy, uh, pointy rings. Uh, anyway, so none of that, obviously that wasn't my fault. I, I was born into that, but I always, I grew up always thinking God is my real dad. Cause even though even though my mom didn't have great theology, she was still a Christian. Like she considered herself a Christian. Like I totally believe she's in heaven right now. Um, now my dad is not a Christian at all. I have tried witnessing to him. Um, he, he, he's, he's at the point where I, I can't even have him in my life. Like he's, he's just dangerous. He's, he's a very dangerous person, like criminally dangerous. Um, so I can't even, I can't have him around just, just for safety. You know, I, I pray for him from afar, but uh, so I'm having one of those moments again. Um, so the abuse that happened wasn't my fault, right? The, 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 uh, the pills, the abuse of medication, that was my fault. Um, but the, the abuse wasn't. So how is Christ's strength made perfect in that kind of situation? Um, well, think about this. This is just one small, well, it's not small, but this is one example. Uh, there, there is a whole movement going on right now that says it is more compassionate, it is better to kill the baby in the womb than to let it be born into an abusive house. Now, I don't want a baby to be born into an abusive house, but I also don't want a baby to be killed. And I know one of those things, a child can survive. Um... Well, I'm one of those children that survived. I was not aborted. And I praise God for that every day. I, I, was, I was born into a, an, an abusive house. Uh, we, we were poor, too. We weren't like, it wasn't like poverty, but we, we, like we had a house, but we were poor. I mean, they're, they're, we, had, uh, we would have to get these, uh, this food from like the government, basically, but I don't know if you remember that show Lost. Remember uh, the, the the Dharma like cereal and stuff? How it was just like black and white label, just really simple. It was like that. Um, like the peanut butter would come in these huge jars, but it was like cement, like you couldn't spread it. <laughs> um, I grew up on that kind of peanut butter, peanut butter and butter sandwiches because we couldn't afford jelly, and usually the government didn't have that. So so we we had like food stamps, welfare, like all that stuff. So we we weren't like in poverty. Like I, I didn't starve. Uh, there, there was never a time that I, I starved or anything, but, uh, but we also really didn't have much, but so there, there's this whole movement, this, this, they, they say pro, they're pro choice. I, I'd say they're pro death. Um, if we're pro life, then they're, they, what, what else would it be? But, um, 
they'll say that it is more compassionate for the child to end their lives in the womb so they don't have to be born into that situation. The thing is, when you're a kid, you don't really realize it. Like, you, you'll realize the abuse, sure, but like the, 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 the poorness, you know, the not having money, I didn't really, I knew it as a fact that it was happening, but I didn't have anything to compare it to, so it just didn't bother me. But even if it did, I still wouldn't want to be dead, you know. So I'm one of these. I'm one of these people now because of what what I went through as a child. I can say I went through all these abuses, all these things that these people want to use as, as as an excuse to get rid of their kid, to kill their kid, uh, and I, I survived it. And I am so grateful for my life, and I'm grateful for all the bad things that have happened because God has been able, been able to teach me a lot through that. And I feel like I'm I'm not only a better person, but a better provider for my kids, for my wife. I, I would not be like this if it was just me. Um, but, 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 but even, even then to those people that say that I can say, well, you're wrong. You're just wrong. It's worse to kill the kid. Cause I'm one of those kids. I was one of those kids, you know, I'm an adult now, but I'm very grateful for my life. I have so much joy in my life. I, I can't, if I weighed the joy I have against like whatever little bit of pain I went through, like the joy is way up here and the pain isn't even worth looking at you now. Um, so that, that argument is just flat out wrong. So, you know, that's one example. Uh, you know, another example, I don't think I'd be the father that I am and, and I, and, and take, take like a, a good pride in it. You know, there, there's, there's such thing as good pride. Um, I'm not proud of it in the sense that I'm showing off or anything. I'm not even going to give you any examples. I'm just, I, I'm just, I would not be the father that I am today had I not gone through everything I went through with my father. So I'm not grateful to my, to, to my dad, you know, to, I'm not grateful to him for it. You know, obviously not. I'm also not bitter or angry about it. It's just at this point, it's just basically kind of irrelevant, except to boast on Christ, which that's, so that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Um, so that's one example, the whole abortion thing, but, but I bet more than that though, I, I know a lot of you have been through just seemingly senseless things like, like, okay, a father abusing his wife in front of their child. That is just senseless. You wouldn't think any good could come from that, but and mo a lot of you guys have this too. Um, not all of you, but, but uh, when I was growing up, I had a huge anger problem. I didn't get into fights or anything. I was also a big wuss and I was really sensitive. So <laughs> uh, I didn't get into, I, I didn't take it out on like people. Like I didn't get into fights or anything, but I would have a huge anger problem. Like where I would throw stuff around and you, you know, it was just, it was a big problem. Uh, which obviously my, my dad had that too, has that too. Uh, but because of seeing that in my dad and seeing how he expressed that basically against my mom, I, I even as a kid, I mean, you don't, when you see that, you don't really know what you're looking at. You know, you don't like it, but it's like, I didn't cry because I, I just didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on. When you grow up with it, you don't, you don't really know until you're a little older, but, um, but growing up and just seeing that. And then, and then my dad totally like they, they got a divorce. He left when I was like nine or something. And, uh, and then he, he did not, he just totally denied me. There, there, there was a time where, when my Trevor's disease was like first diagnosed there, there was a time where they thought that maybe I might need bone marrow. And when my mom called my dad to tell him that, because he you know, should be the one to donate it if, if I need it, he flat out screamed at her on the phone and said, he is not my son. I want nothing to do with you two. Don't ever call me again. He is not my son and, and hung up the phone. And it was because he didn't want to get a bone marrow test. I, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a comfortable test. It's a needle they got to drill into your hip, but Still, like I would do that in a, I, I, I would, if, if Nathan needed bone marrow, oh man, I'm there. I even told Christina, 
if he specifically needs bone marrow, I need to be the one to get that test. You know, I, 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 I have to do it. Um, but, uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't need bone marrow. He's fine. But, um, so seeing that I realized, you know, the only one that actually really takes care of me is God. Uh, God, God takes care of me. I, I can't really rely on, I definitely can't rely on my dad. My mom, it depended on the day kind of, but, uh, it may, it put me in a position where I had a lot of time as a child to think, what kind of dad do I want to be when I grow up? Like what, what when I have kids, what kind of dad do I want to be? So I had a bunch of examples of things to not do. So when, uh, when I got older and my, my anger problem started coming up, it, it's a thing in my family. Like, I don't know if it's genetic or what, but everybody in my family has it. Um, uh, but when I started to feel that, it, it was, it was easier for me to not take it out on people the way that my dad did. And it was easier for me to finally, you know, eventually get control over. Uh, so I, I, I don't have an anger problem now, but I did for a long time for years. Um, and it also made me more patient with my son, Nathan, because he, he, he started developing anger issues too. He, he's not, it, a lot of it was because of the cancer treatment, but I think that that was actually triggering something that was already there and would have come out probably in his teens anyway. Um, so in a way, I mean, in a way it was good that it came out early because we were able to deal with it early, but I wouldn't have had the patience for any of that. Um, I, I wouldn't have turned out that way. So there, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that, that we, we all have in our lives. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm no one special in, in these regards. And I, I know that there are people watching that have had it way worse than me. And they're probably thinking, Josh, you, you don't really got a lot to complain about, man, because this is what I went through. And I, I, I totally understand. And I'm not trying to say that like my suffering is worse than anybody else's or, or anything. I'm, I'm very blessed. I've, I've been, I've had a very, very, very blessed life. But the point is to say, even through these things, though, there is purpose. Like, in your weakness, Christ's strength is perfected. It's made perfect. Um, so you don't have to dwell on those things. I mean, I'm able to talk about this stuff and smile and laugh, and it's not fake. I mean, it's not funny, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it just it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm, I'm free from it because I, I see, and, and it's not that God made all that happen. It's all that happened because we live in a cursed world and we have free will and human beings aren't perfect. So like all that happened, but God was there with me through the whole thing. Uh, and it made me a stronger Christian. It definitely increased my faith. And even to this day, I mean, it, it, it has proven beyond like, God is there to provide for us. We, we need to lean on him for our provisions. That's what he really wants. He, he wants to provide for us. And we need to be grateful for that because he doesn't have to do that. We certainly don't deserve it. Uh, but he's, he's a really good father. And that, that to me, that's like the, the kind of dad I want to be, right? So all of that stuff I'm grateful for because it resulted in more good than, than it was ever bad, <laughs> Like, take all the bad stuff, like I was saying before, there's so much more good that came out of that. I wouldn't be in ministry today. If any of you, if any of you have been blessed by Daily Renegade or Skywatch or anything that I've done, I would not be in ministry without all this stuff that happened before. It led, it led me here. So, um, so even when it's stuff that we make mistakes and do things to ourselves, or even if it's stuff where you're, you're just being victimized by somebody and you, you don't have any fault in the scenario whatsoever, God's still there with you and he, he's doing something. So, you know, trust him and you can't help how you feel about things. So like if you start getting upset or angry, you know, pray and ask God to, to, to give you the right way to think about this. That, that to me was one of the best prayers. Like, Lord, I don't understand <laughs> I, and in some ways, I kind of don't even want to, because I don't want to think about all this bad stuff. But, but Lord, let, let me see this through your eyes. Like, let me see what all of this is. Like, how do you, let, let me feel about it the way you feel about it. 
and and I, I I believe God blessed me with that uh, with the stuff that happened in my life. I'm not like thrilled about it. I'm not. I'm, I'm grateful for uh, because God used it. I'm not like happy that it happened. Uh, but I again, I don't dwell on it. So because of that stuff, like I was saying earlier, that's where the PTSD and the stuttering and all that. It, it was it was all the abuse. But um, and, and it wasn't just like physical. I mean, it was like. Not sexual, uh, but emotional, verbal. You know, my 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 wife, um, Christina. She she has said this before on TV. I think she she went through sexual abuse, not from her family, but uh, she was uh, she had a boyfriend that that abused her. But um, but even that, I mean, she she she's able to talk about it. She she doesn't dwell on it. It doesn't ruin her day. It's it's just the Lord brought her through that. Um, so if you're going through something right now, or if you have already gone through something, especially if it's something that's still affecting you in some way. So like for me, the stuttering, I, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. Uh, but, uh, with with that, because it's PTSD, with that comes depression, anxiety, a whole list of issues that now I've been able to take care of. Um, the stuttering is like the last one, but uh, I've been able to take take care of that. Um, I'm only on one medication, and then I do a whole bunch of holistic stuff. <laughs> uh, and when I say holistic, I just mean like natural. I don't mean like any weird Reiki stuff or anything like that. I just mean like herbs and supplements and things like that. Um, and and that has helped a lot. But uh, but go, going through all that and looking back, I, I see part of what God was doing. I won't see it all until until I can ask it myself. But even more than that, I don't know what he's still doing with it. You know, I mean, th there's still going to be stuff that, that good that is going to come out of that somehow. Maybe this video is going to bless somebody in some way. I don't know. I don't, I, but whatever good happens, God gets 100% credit for it. You know, that is all Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I, I was telling Christina today, I said, you know, something that I like to think about, if there is any good in me, that's God. That, that, that's Jesus. That's not me. If there's any good in me, that's God. I, I'll, I'll take ownership of the rest. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I just know, I know how I was and I know what kinds of decisions that I would have made if I weren't a Christian, if I didn't always kind of have that lingering kind of, even when I was in rebellion, just this lingering kind of, oh, I don't want to take it that far. You, you know, I, I always kind of had that. And it's, it's a hundred percent Jesus. Um, so like I said, uh, the, the main reason that I wanted to do this video and go through some of that, and there's a lot more examples I could go through. I mean, Nathan's cancer, um, a lot of people would kind of battle or wrestle with this, this feeling that they're, they're like helpless and they're mad at God because, you know, their kid has cancer and like, you, you know, you can understand that. Um, for, for me personally, it, I, I think God blessed me and delivered me from a lot of that. And again, I'm the one with the anger problem, right? So if I got delivered from that, that is thanks to Jesus. If I wouldn't have gotten delivered from it, then there was something to learn through the anger outbursts or whatever. I mean, there would have been something that God would do if if I was still a Christian. And it's the, it's the same thing with all of you too. So uh, but I never got bitter towards God or, or anything. I actually just... I was in a position where it's just, I, I literally cannot do anything about this, Lord. This is all you, and I am going to do whatever I can to just get by day to day. But but I, I relied heavily on, on God through that time. The whole Our whole family did. But our family is so much stronger now. Nathan, I don't even know what God's going to do uh, in his life with everything that he's been through. Uh, but even right now, I mean, he is phenomenal. He is really smart and caring and loving and uh, he, he's got a servant's heart that I don't think he would have if he didn't go through it, through this or, or, or it wouldn't have developed so early. And also there's been, we've met friends through the, I mean, Nathan has been kind of a source of inspiration for a lot of you guys out there. 
And I know you all have been praying for him. And I mean, it showed me and Christina just how, how much of a family we Christians really are. The cancer obviously is bad. Like cancer is bad. Nobody wants a kid to get cancer. Nobody wants that. But it's like, because we live in a fallen world, if it's going to happen, you know, may as well try to get some good out of it. And that, that's what God allows us to do. I didn't feel like I had to think all those thoughts about God, why would you do this? Why would I just didn't feel like I had to think about that. I just trusted God. God, you know what you're doing. Um, you, you know, Christina, even we, her and I talked, cause there was a time we didn't know if he was going to survive and we talked and th there wasn't any anger towards God or anything. It was, uh, sad, obviously, like incredibly heart-wrenchingly sad in a, in a way that I can't even describe. But there was, it was, it was just, we, we didn't, we just trusted in God. I, I, it, it would have been easy for us to really indulge in just the despair and, and, and I don't mean just grieving or just, just you know, having grief over the situation. I mean, like, indulging in it, letting it become a problem, letting it make us argue or something. Uh, you know, you hear stories about, unfortunately, uh, parents, if they if they lose a child, sometimes they get divorced and stuff because they start fighting. Um, there, there really wasn't any temptation for that. But it, it's because when we first got married, we fought a lot, me and Christina. And God, uh, God actually put he, – he, he, he had us next door – the trailer that we lived in, it was the only one I could afford. So it was the only place that we could have lived. And we ended up right next door to uh, the deacon of the local non-denominational church. And um, his name was Keith. He and his wife and his family lived next door to us. We got really close with them. And he was, he, for a while, while I lived there, he was like a father figure to me. I mean, I, I learned a lot from him. He was, he's awesome. Um, but that was when me and Christina were fighting a lot. So I, I had this, God provided this, this kind of mentor for me to uh, help work us through that. So then later when, you know, we have Nathan and Nathan gets cancer, we're not fighting. So if you find yourself in a position where, where something bad is happening, or even if you're doing it, uh, it, you, you got, and I know this, this, this gets said a lot. This is like oversaid, but you got to give it to God. And I don't mean that in like a cliche, just, I mean, like literally it's, it's almost none of your business. <laughs> you know, I, I actually kind of started to think about it that way. You know, th this cancer thing, I, I am responsible to provide for my son and do, do whatever. There's a decision that I need to make. I need to make the best decision for him as a good father. That's my duty. Anything else? Why God allowed him to have cancer? I don't really need to think about it because it's not really my business. I'm not going to go to heaven and God's going to say, now, why, why do you think I gave your son cancer? And if you don't answer right, you're in trouble. You, you know, I mean, there's just no reason I even need to know because I, I, I wanted to put my efforts into just trusting God, right? Um, and, and, and also, I mean, generally, I just kind of, obviously, it's not that God gave him cancer, but uh, God allowed it. I mean, he allowed it for a reason. Um, and we don't fully know what that reason is yet. But like I said, I, I don't feel like I really have to know. Like I don't, and I, and I, I praise God for that. I praise God for that, that feeling. Um, so throughout that time though, the, 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 the biggest thing on my mind and even today was like through this, let's be joyful. Let's be happy because even if things don't go the way that we want them to go, we still serve an amazing God. Even, even if Nathan were to die, nothing can really hurt him because Jesus has him. And he, he's going to be more safe in heaven than anywhere else anyway. So, I mean, there, there's ways to look at this where you don't have to despair so much. And, you know, be, being, being a parent of a child who went through that, I mean, I'm sure lots of you, many of you, cancer is a big thing. A lot, it's just all over the place. Uh, everybody knows somebody with it. Uh, it's probably a lot of you have gone through, through it too. Just know that while yes, it's, we're, we live in a cursed world. So in that sense, it's senseless, you know, don't despair in that. Don't indulge in that. That's how the world sees this stuff. The outside world that doesn't have God, they, 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 they are going to despair and crumble over these kinds of things. 
Now, we're human beings. We do that too. We as Christians, but we have a freedom, a freedom in Christ that we can, we can learn about. And then we, we, we don't have to, dis- we don't have to despair like that. We don't have to. Um, but even if you find yourself in that position, God's still there with you. He, he's wanting to comfort you and we just need to allow him to do that. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of times we don't get comforted because we're at least this, th- th- this is, this was my case years and years and years ago. Uh, I wasn't comforted because I wasn't really letting God comfort me. I, I sort of wanted to feel sorry for myself in, in some ways. Not not with the Nathan Cancer thing. I'm talking like when I was like a teenager, 20s. Um, I wanted to feel sorry for myself because I wanted, like I, I craved people caring about me. Because <laughs> um, I, I grew up without, you know, with, with my mom, I always had to kind of wonder like, does she even like me? But uh, at, at times, and then there were other times, there were, there were some really good days too. Um, before my mom passed away, her and I, like the last year of her life was really, really good. Um, and so as far as I'm concerned, it's fine. It's all forgiven. Everything's, you know, I'm not dwelling on it. I'm not angry at her at all. I fully, fully believe that she's in heaven. Um, and, and it's just nothing but forgiveness and love. That's how I feel about it. Um, with my dad, yeah, there's forgiveness, but there's not love. There's not trust. There, there's forgiveness because I don't want to be burdened by it. <laughs> so there's forgiveness there. But, you know, when you forgive somebody, that doesn't mean that you just automatically can trust them and they're in your lives. I mean, you, sometimes you got to keep – trust and forgiveness are two totally different things. Sometimes you got you to gotta get people out of your lives. Um, but – Anyway, so just to put a cap on it, I mean, there's other things that I could say, but I, I just felt like I should do this video today for some reason, and maybe somebody out there needs to hear it. Uh, but I, in light of everything that I said, again, I cannot stress enough, this is not just feel sorry for Josh. Don't feel sorry for me. I am so blessed. I am incredibly blessed. <laughs> uh, there is nothing to feel sorry for me about anyway. I'm, I'm like, I feel so blessed, I'm like suspicious about it. Like, life is too good. Like... <laughs> <laughs> when's the other, when, when's the other shoe gonna drop, or however the saying goes? Uh, but I want to read this. Uh, I want to read this again, just to solidify it in, in in our minds that when you're going through times, and you're probably you might be going through times now, you're allowed to let God comfort you through that. You're allowed to be comforted. Don't don't deny yourself that. You know, uh, don't don't deny God that He wants to. If you're a parent, you know exactly how that feels when you're when your child is like legitimately hurt in some way, um, you, you want to comfort them and take care of them. If they're, if they're not really hurt and they're just crying about something stupid as kids do, you know, you, you want to teach them through that, right? So whatever position you're in, you, you have Jesus there uh, for that. So lean on him, trust him, and let him guide you through your life. And there are time, you're responsible for the choices that you make and stuff, but there are times where you don't really have to know the reason for everything. It's okay to say, you know what, it's kind of none of my business. <laughs> uh, but I, So I want to read this one more time. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's the power that we have, Christ. You and I have no power uh, of our own, none. All we have is weakness and infirmities. But the power of Christ can rest upon you, uh, and we can boast in those weaknesses because they don't hold any real power over us. Even if the, what's the worst thing that can happen to you in this life? You die, right? Even if you die, you're still safe because you're in God's hands. Nothing can really hurt you, not, not, not in the eternal way that, uh, that, that people without God are, are going to be judged. So our, our focus should be more on that. And we can use these experiences, these stories uh, of things that happened in our lives to tell people and bring them to, to the truth. You know, I, you know, man, if somebody like Josh can go through all that and still like say that he's blessed, you know, what, what's my excuse? You know, may, maybe a non-Christian would think that and give Jesus a try, you know? Uh, so we, we, we have these testimonies for a reason, but it's also to help build each other up. Uh, th- this mainly is is for my brothers and sisters in Christ. If, if a non-Christian is watching and if you're blessed by this, praise God, that is awesome. That is awesome. Then then absolutely you, you, need, to, you need to just rest in Christ and uh, trust in him, believe in him. So, uh, but I wanted to mainly just, just 
build you guys up and give you something to think about. You know, I heard that verse. Sometimes you, you hear a verse a thousand times, and then sometimes the, the thousandth and first time, you know, it, it hits you. It, there's there's something there's something that uh, strikes you in a new way. And uh, so when Mike Winger read that verse, um, that it, that did it for me. So I wanted to do this video, and so I'm just uh, trying to be obedient to God, I guess. Well, with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Thank you all so much for watching. Go to dailyrenegade.com and get a subscription if you enjoy this kind of content. Usually, we talk about prophecy and Bible study stuff. I don't usually do these kind of videos, and I don't I don't plan on doing a whole bunch of personal stuff like this. But uh, today was a little different. But if you like prophecy, if you like Bible study, all sorts of like good stuff that we should be hearing in church and we don't. Go to dailyrenegade.com, get yourself a membership, a subscription, or, or even just a free trial. Thank you all so much. Love you all. Until next time. Take care. God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.